podcast. Um, I keep saying I want to say an episode number. Jamie still hasn't given me uh, an episode uh, number to go by. Maybe by the next one, eh? All right. All right. So we're here with True Loco in front of me, uh, Mark Luffler. Uh, and then we have D Scrow to the side of me. Um, so I, Mark, I wanted to bring you on. I know you're like, what do like, what is mortgages and a meat company have to, especially when I'm vegetarian, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> but I, I wanted to bring you on because, um, you, you were obviously one of my clients and, uh, we wanted, I wanted to know, uh, you always like, I look at your, your stuff and I'm like, wow, he's so successful. All these followers. It's so exciting. I want to know, like, was it always like that? Because you did a specific post that caught my attention. I guess you were on vacation. You're like, we finally made it. Right, right, right. So what, which, that which post like? was this? It was when you were on vacation. Okay. Right. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So I, I was like, that oh, was so the, one... the struggles are real. right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We've definitely, you know, until you've actually made it, you've never made it. Right. So Reaching those little milestones, it kind of feels like you might have made it. So when we were on vacations, it's the first vacation I took in I don't know how many right. years. And uh, I think the actual post was something on the lines of like uh, stuck between celebrating where we've gotten and getting yes. back to work. I That's think it's right. the exact one, That's right? right? So yeah, that was the, awesome. the whole point of that was that for the past two years of building the business, you never really take a break. And a lot of people that start businesses kind of just go through the whole slog without taking a second to reflect. And just because we're on vacation, it was the first time I got to look back and we're nowhere near being where we need to go. And we have a long way to continue going, but it was the first time I actually got to take a second and look back on where we started. You know, we started the business in a garage, um, with, you know, Amazing. two people. So, yeah. you know, once again, still a long way to go, but it was just kind of nice to take a step back and reflect on, on where we've been. Awesome. True local. Mm -hmm. Tell me True your vision. True local. Yeah. So Let's honestly, do this. I know. And, and honestly, this is kind of irony. Yeah, it is. 100%. <laughs> well, I just found out you're a vegetarian just a few days ago. I so know. yeah, for the first time. So I'm like, oh my gosh, you've been hating me this whole time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like I was telling you before, we actually have a lot of vegetarians that shop with us. So what we do, uh, True Local is all about uh, connecting you to the source. So meat being one of the most controversial things food-wise out there, period, um, we realize that there's a lot of people that are looking to get more transparency, more sustainability, and want that direct connection to where their food's coming from. Amazing. So True Local started off three years ago to be the online way to kind of, you know, use best practices from other industries. You bridge the gap. Exactly. We're trying to bridge Amazing. the gap. So we've created a platform. Um, we work with local farmers. Um, we've just now, so we started off in Ontario, but we're also operating in Alberta and BC. Um, I heard, mm -hmm. I heard buffalo we have buffalo oh yeah we have I buffalo heard. bison that's what like I heard. Elk. yeah that's yeah, amazing man yeah and that's the thing like in ontario we have over 90 different products right the only stuff we have that's not from ontario is the fish so for obvious reasons we have wild caught so wild caught salmon sure. um the ontario fish we have is perch and pickerel but we just partner with awesome producers that have a great story and now instead of having to drive out there we're allowing them to get online amazing. and we'll ship it out to you overnight so amazing from I a consumer proposal like uh what is it perspective d like you, where do you, where do you buy your meats? Fortino's. Fortino's. Hey, it's better than some places. hundred percent. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, <laughs> there's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with Fortino's. We, but listen, wouldn't it like price efficiency? Let's, let's talk about price costs, Fortino's right? Is like not, not that I'm like, trying to throw you online, like throw you in the limelight about this, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know what meats cost, right? So I don't do that. So that's why I wanted to get your, if you could have everything convenient for you, so it literally comes to your house delivered in a box and it's right around the same price. Would you not go for that? Yeah, Because you hate going grocery I, shopping. I hate grocery like shopping. Yeah. I despise it. Every time I look at my do, fridge so. or my freezer and it's getting empty, I'm like, oh my God. It'd be God. easier to hit a button and then next Absolutely, thing you know, right? Yeah. Um, 
and actually, I didn't even know it worked like that. It comes right to your door the next day. Yeah, it or does. the office or the gym. We have a lot of people that are in the gym, uh, the fitness space, and they get it delivered to their gym. So pretty much wherever you want it, uh, we'll deliver it. Don't deliver it here, Dean. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We actually, you'll never believe this. So this Carmen's is back next in the, Christmas gift. Yeah. This is a is, box of steak. Yeah, we'll just send the box, but put like something else in it. <laughs> but back in the day, like the really early days when we pretty much were delivering some customers like by hand. Um, That's amazing. We just, we just started uh, shipping the boxes, but we actually had a vegetarian shopping with us. And they worked in kind of like a, a vegetarian kind of community sort of thing. But the whole concept was that her family was not a vegetarian. So yeah, if they had to amazing. feed, if they had to feed their family meat, they would rather feed them meat that's coming from a sustainable So Mark, source. when you first started your mm-hmm. delivery, what mm-hmm. did that look like? You driving, getting like dropping that off or yeah, how did absolutely. it look? Like that's we, amazing. we used to drive. So I've always said this too, for any business people or just like self-sufficient people in general, get used to driving. You know, I know a lot of people that the idea of commuting 15 minutes to work is like the end of the world for them. Well, I've grown up, you know, commuting an hour and a half to work or two hours and it made the whole, everything more accessible. So when we started the business, yeah, we did everything, you know, we got this super sketchy garage. Um, (laughs) We, we just couldn't find anywhere else that would lease as a place that was on a one year lease. Um, And then we would literally accept orders from the farmers. We would fill our freezers with them. We'd pack the boxes we would do trade shows, do Amazing. gym events, do that. But then, yeah, we would actually have to deliver the packages ourselves. So that's like from driving, you know, in a day. I remember this. We have like five or ten orders to deliver, and we would go to Mitchell, Ontario, all the way down to uh, But how Ajax. did you stay sane around that time? Because I find, like, we're two years, and you see the struggles, right? So I, I've never, ever broken down and all that, but the struggles are real, right? Yeah. Like, when you're doing your financials for the first year, and you're like, why am I doing this, Right. Like, I want to know from your, what kept you sane? Honestly, I talk about this a lot, but um, it's finding a vision. And, and it doesn't have to be anything big or anything grand, but it's something that's really clear, right? And if you have that vision and you want it more than anything, it's really easy. Like, you know, starting a business sucks. Like, it really does. And no, I think a lot does. of people glorify <laughs> being in business or being an entrepreneur. The payoff is great. The journey is great. And everything about it, there's a lot of great things about it. But those great things come because you survived, you know, right? and when you talk to other business owners, they survived and exactly. you can relate that way, but it's hard. So the thing for me is that I was, you know, my previous job, I was making good money. Um, you know, I got to buy a couple investment oh, properties yeah. and things were good. And, you know, being 22, making that kind of money, I was still miserable. So yeah. I wasn't enjoying, you know, I wasn't enjoying life. I had all the money in the world and I wasn't traveling. I wasn't doing fun things. And I kind of realized that it's because I was still scared. You know, I wasn't going to walk into another job like that. I made that money because it was a sales job and I worked my way through it. If I lost that job tomorrow or the company went out of business, um, I'm not going to walk into another job like that. So I realized really the lifestyle I have right now, it's not sustainable. It's not growing. It's not some sort of passive income. So I realized that if I ever actually wanted to be free and do the things that I want to do, I had to get into business. So for me, the fear of living a, a normal, well, not normal, but just the fear of settling, right? The fear of, you know, doing a nine to five for 40 years. Yeah, yeah. That to me scares me more than anything that I could ever face in business. There's nothing that there's no shitty scenario. There's no bad situation. There's no Amazing. fire that scares me more than the idea of, you know, just you're settling. So yeah. that's what gets me out of the, out of bed every day. And some days it's close, right? In that first year, it's bad. Like there are things that yeah, happen. I always I say <laughs> you get kicked in the nuts every single day. Yeah. Um, and I think for us, what we what really got it through is that we were able to build such a strong community early on so our early uh, our early customers and our early team members really kind of made it worth it and you know something bad happens but then you get this customer that's just talking to you giving you feedback
feedback about how much they're enjoying the service. And you started seeing it. We're a very branded company and we have a mission and we have a focus. And I think people got behind that. And that's yeah. really what helped push it forward. That's amazing. You were on Dragon's Den. How was yes, that? That was awesome. How was that experience? I watched amazing. the episode. I'm like, oh, this is I exciting. watch that yeah. all the time. It's <laughs> uh yeah, it was how amazing. Was, like honestly, were you like nervous pitching it? How was like how was that whole experience? Yeah, so I like to talk a lot and I talk really fast. So I'm sure some of your listeners are probably like, What is he even saying right now? But I like to talk a lot and I'd raised money prior to that. Um I'm actually I've done some work in San Francisco and amazing. we had a couple startups before this, so I have some experience in that area, but there's a big difference between you know trying to raise money behind closed doors um with vcs or trying to raise money from angel investors that you kind of just gotta you know break the ass on and keeping persistent because oh, yeah. you can be weird right you can be you can be like hey look we got to do this we got to make it happen you can be you can be uh uh, what's the word? I guess like eccentric, right? Yeah. Whereas sure. if you're doing it on national television, you gotta calm it down. You don't want to mess up. If you mess you up, so if you stutter, I if know. you yeah, like anyone That's that watched terrible. me there, and that was actually it wasn't the pitch, it wasn't the numbers, it wasn't knowing the business, it was just being ready to be on the national stage. And you know, if you mess up, they're absolutely gonna air that. They'd rather air that than air the success, for right? Because sure. it makes it's this awesome. It's good for TV. So for me, the uh, it wasn't nerve-wracking in the business sense, but it was definitely nerve-wracking being there and just like, okay, talk slow, be clear, be concise. But it was the best experience ever for personal development. I'd recommend that anybody, I think that whether you get aired or get a deal, it doesn't matter. It's not about that. But every person who's starting a business should do Dragon's Den just because it's a rite of passage. And if you, you know, as you're building your business, a lot of people have had amazing success without Dragon's Den. I'm not saying that you need to go through that to be successful, but what I'm saying is that it's a great kind of benchmark or marker for you um, to be like, hey, I've done all these things, but, you know, here's a great way to put yourself under pressure, take you out of your comfort zone amazing. and do something that, you know, it's, it's high risk and high reward. So amazing. So uh, I was talking to Mark the other day and I'm yeah. like, why doesn't he target? <laughs> I'm like, because uh, one of my friends, he's um, a fitness model. And he, he signed up. He saw yep. me. He thought it was funny. He's like, you're a vegetarian. And then he yeah. looked you guys up. But what I'm saying is, uh, I was saying to Mark yesterday, I'm like, Mark, why doesn't he target? He's like, he has been targeting them, like all the fitness shows and all that stuff. Yeah. So you do that. So what type of shows do you guys go to? We'll do tons of shows. Like for us, um, it's really wherever we have a huge presence in the CrossFit community. So nice. for CrossFit, once again, you know, I think CrossFit, the beautiful thing about it is that the reason people are so into CrossFit is because it's such a community. And what we've done with True Local is try to build a community. So I think that um, people in that space can re- relate to that. It's not like they're just buying meat, right? We're, we're, sure. I, always say we're not, I always say we're not even a meat company. I've been saying this for years. You know, For us, we try to leverage the technology that's out there right now to make this stuff easier to shop for. It so happens that our product is meat. But our end-of-the-day mission is to connect people directly to local producers and suppliers. So building a community around that mission, um, meat was an entry point for us. And I think that, uh, once again, the fitness space really picked up on that because they're part of a huge community as well. Of course, so, yeah. Um, yeah, we just try to build all those partnerships as much as we can. Can. they're amazing um they get excited when we go into the gyms and it's yeah it's just really really good d your uh, thoughts on uh the whole product you didn't even know what he did did you no i didn't know I, <laughs> like no, when no. i walk in she's like googling no 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 <laughs> i know I, I knew what you did i just didn't know how it worked right mm-hmm. um it's funny because like you you do see other um, businesses, not, maybe not the same, but like they'll do like the whole recipe. Right. Right. Like, yeah, that's e-fresh in that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. meal kits, right. So exactly. that's a, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. an amazing, like it's a crazy story. So we always try to differentiate as much as possible from the meal kits, yeah. not for any reason other than the fact that, 
um, for us, it's not about the, it's not just about the meal, right? Yeah. For us, it's about the connection to the source. It's about the connection that's to the exactly farmer. exactly it, yeah. right? Because when I was eating meat, I would go to 52. I'd have to drive an hour out exactly. to pick up my meat because I would, I refuse to buy it from the grocery store. So mm-hmm. I wanted, so if I had that connection, I would do it. Exactly. And let's talk about it for a second. Like you look at the industry, right? So meal kits have raised literally hundreds of millions of dollars, oh, right? Sure. The, the industry right now is a little bit under fire, but Overall, the industry has raised hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. They've normalized it, but at the end of the day, it's a commodity, right? Of so course. that's what it's become. Yeah. And if you look at, you know, look at companies like Instacart and Uber Eats, 100%. and they've made raised again hundreds of millions of dollars to normalize buying at major retailers, major grocery chains, right? Yeah. Because that's where all the money is. People are going to grocery stores. But if I could tell you, so right now our pricing is comparable to Whole Foods, right? So it's a premium product. You get what you pay for. Yeah. But I always say the argument for this, you know, if if someone was investing and taking the time to make it as easy, so one click away, right? With Instacart, it's one click away to go from the grocery store, you know? With Uber Eats, if you want to eat out, it's a one click away. But no one's making it that way for local farmers. So if someone was able to do that, there's such a massive opportunity um, to actually bring local producing and local farming to more of a mainstream level, right? So and you that's started, what you started delivering them yourself. Now yeah. where are you at? Oh, not delivering them ourselves. Uh, <laughs> we're not delivering them ourselves. We're still pack boxes though. Um, yeah. We'll get called in. We have some pretty crazy days. Um, we've been growing a lot um, over the past couple of years. So for us, it's uh, even me developing myself, right? So when I started off, it was doing doing everything, right? So me you did social media. You did. Everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. You were saying that. Luckily, yeah. I was able to hand that off um, early on, and the person who's taking care of it now is absolutely crushing it. And once again, part of that whole community aspect. But um, even for me personally trying to run a business I'm always developing and right now a big part of that is learning how to manage better and learning how to become more of a manager and make sure the team has everything they need to succeed so it's gone from you know packing boxes being at trade shows you know um going to every single farm I still one of the good things I still go to every single farm but going there on a weekly basis because we run out of product to go pick it up and bring it over so we can ship it out that stuff's changed and now it's more making sure that the team is able to do all that so my role changed a lot ultimately helping the farmers Oh, they love it. Like this is huge for them. Like there, there's actually two sides to this business, so right? So there's the consumer side. So for customers, you know, people love having access to this, but amazing. for the farming side, um, they haven't been experienced. They, they haven't seen something like this before, right? Traditionally, they're selling to restaurants. They're exactly. selling to wholesalers well, or grocery stores. I used to walk stores. into a little store, mm-hmm. um, a farmer's store. It was very small and you would pick your, you would, it would be boxed. They would yeah. box it for you. So ultimately I had a box done. Every week they knew my order yeah. and I would pick it up and I would leave. Exactly. Honestly, it was like it was every week. That's why when I was taught, like for you guys, you guys do eat a lot of meat, like boxing it. Like okay, so with with True Local, so I've, we're a family of four. Right. So when we order like through you, is it a certain minimum amount? Like how does that work? Or so it's do, actually, do you get a year supply? No, <laughs> not at all. So actually the company <laughs> that I used question. to, yeah, no, it's a great question. So the company I used to work for, I'm sure you've had them at your door. Um, they're the companies that go door to door and would pretty much offer to bring you a free sample and then walk into your house and try to sell you a year's worth of meat for, you know, 35 That's the one. That's right. That's right. the one. It was so a that's, year's, yeah. that's where we came from. Like that's how this all came about is because I used to work for those companies and um, my co-founder, Greg, we both used to work there and we realized the business model made absolutely no sense first of all door-to-door is dying second of all um you know you know you know making people lock in for you know a year's worth of product doesn't make any sense to me so we figured why don't we make it online there's no you're not locked into anything at all you can order one month at a time if you want but to answer your question we made it really simple so the easiest thing is that there's just two prices there's a small box and there's a regular size box 
So the regular size box is two forty nine, and it'll feed two people for about a month. Okay, and the small box is one twenty five, and it'll feed one person for about three weeks. But here's the key: you choose how often you want it delivered. So if you're a family of four, you'll probably get the regular size box delivered every three weeks or so. Yeah. If you're a family of six, you'll get it every two weeks, right? So the the, the family size is the box size that you get and how often you get it delivered is based on your family size and how much you're eating, right? If you're only eating meat once a week, then you can get a box every two months for us. But there's, you're not locked in anything. You can order just one box if you want, and it's fully customizable. So you only choose the products that you want. Okay, that was my next one. That was the next one. Yeah. Everyone always asks yeah, that. So like, for okay, the, do you get a box of chicken breast? Is it? <laughs> yeah, so for the two... For for, for the two forty nine, um, it doesn't. Whatever you put into the box doesn't change the price of the box, but the two forty nine price stays. But you get to customize it however you want, right? Amazing. And the way it works is that obviously, if you're getting something like chicken breast, you're going to get a lot more than if you get something like filet mignon steaks, right? So you get to choose the value of the box, and that's where price conscious consumers can come in as well and Amazing. look at it and say, you know what? Um, like I said, our prices are comparable to Whole Foods. But if you want to order all of uh, you know, the the most value, the the value conscious products get your chicken breast and your ground beef, you get to choose the value of the box. That's right? amazing. So that's kind of a nice thing as well too. So the, the thing that we always tell people is that most subscription boxes or most products that are sold online, you don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. You kind of just order it impulse buy. We always recommend against that. Like with True Local, you should go online few times check out the products figure out what you're eating figure out what makes sense and then build a box that really works for you but once again you're not locked into it so you can change your box every single month you manage everything from your own account online we're adding and tons of new products online, yeah you can hit it. there's a button that we have get, get my box now right it'll deliver you right away um we deliver next day shipping so if it's a monday tuesday wednesday you're getting it next day because ground so. beef you got to watch where you buy that you know, no, seriously. That. No, I'm it's, with you. Then you watch the news and you you see how it's. I'm like, who eats this? But we don't know as consumers, right? It's just there and. Well, a, a big part of what we do as well is that uh, it's the education portion of it, right? So a lot of people, um, you'll you'll go to different places and people will tell you everything they want, but they won't put it in writing. They won't put exactly. it on the website. They won't put it there, but right? You do it on your website. Everything. So the whole thing with us is that every single product actually has its own description. So instead of places that'll go and have a blanket term for something, like come buy our natural products or our organic products, don't forget for a second, right? If they have one or two organic products, they could usually make that statement because, you know, they You're have right. that. And people right. don't know any better, so they'll just go and think everything there is organic, right? I've seen that a lot. And with us, you know, we do have some organic products. We do have um, 100% grass-fed beef. We have those, but you get to go through and see every single product, what the description is, where it's coming from, um, because a perfect example is beef, right? We have AAA beef, so AAA beef coming out of Ontario. Then we've also got 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. Then we've wow. also got organic beef. So the biggest thing with all these different claims and these different buzzwords that everyone's going crazy about is I personally don't believe any one is better than the other. I really don't. Our biggest thing is the local factor. So if you ever ask me what matters most when buying meat, local. know where it's coming from. That's yeah. the biggest thing. But when it comes to organic versus grass-fed versus RWA, which is raised without antibiotics, what matters most to you? I, I always say the local, know where your farmer's coming from, but we give people those options they can choose. That's amazing. Right? So, so your ground beef will be fine, D. Yeah. <laughs> I can't cook. Can Ironically, I'm a horrible I'm a horrible cook, so I pretty so much he, I live off our ground beef. Uber Eats. <laughs> no, yeah. I, you know what? The one problem is that the one problem I always said this, I've never been a foodie. And back when I was in university, I used to buy everything on budget, like $1.99 ground beef, the tubes, you know, those tubes. Oh, that they don't want to show yeah, you the yeah, product, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Now I've become such a meat snob. Like I'm definitely that guy who'll go like to our friend's house and be like, where'd that Do you come have from? chicken wings? Of course. We have 90. We love chicken whatever wings. Whatever, if you can think about it, we've probably got it. That's nah, amazing. You know, um, 90, he said 90 products. Yeah. 90 products. That, and then he's got a fish component, right? Yeah. So 
What, yeah. what types of fish do you guys have? So fish being the only products we have that aren't from Ontario. They're actually sourced out of Kitchener, though. So we get everything nice. packaged in Kitchener, which is awesome. Um, so we have Alaskan wild-caught salmon. We've got Icelandic cod. The Ontario fish that we have is pickerel and perch. We've got shrimp, um, scallops, um, wow. all of it. And top quality. Once again, like I can't stress this enough. With meat, you get what you pay for. So I challenge anybody. We have tons of people that will ask, well, you know, you know, that type of pricing, is it worth the difference? Just try it. Try it and cook it side by I side. Agree. And there's no there's no comparison. So we stand behind our product. We never hide from pricing. Um, you get the you're going to get the absolute best quality. And with True Local, it's not just about the meat, too. It's the whole service, the aspect of it. You can manage everything just from your phone. Um, it's really it's been good. So when it gets sent to our door, it comes in a box, obviously. Comes in a box. Is you is have it, to take a picture and put it on Instagram. Actually, that's a crazy frozen? story too. Does it come vacuum amazing. sealed? Like yeah, so the products are all individually <laughs> vacuum sealed and blast frozen, and that's a huge thing because of the waste component too, right? So yeah. people, once again, we always say this: like we'll tackle these challenges head on. Meat's a very, very, very controversial topic right now, right? So tons of people talking about plant-based diets, tons of people talking about cutting meat completely, um, and there's there's a lot of validity behind all that. But one of the biggest things that people don't understand when you talk about greenhouse gases is that the reason the meat problem is so bad because so much of it is wasted so almost half of all meat production ends up getting thrown in the garbage so one of the biggest things and once again skepticals will always bring up something but at least you know looking at things in the right direction the whole vacuum seal component um it reduces a lot of waste you'll never throw out any stuff that you have from true local because everything's portion sized and it's vacuum sealed so it'll last a lot longer in your freezer yeah that's right so that's a really uh, a huge part of it there's a lot of things that go into it yeah (laughs) so it's uh it's been awesome like i said we're still in our infancy right it's been uh three years now and still Amazing. to this day, with where we want to go and what we're trying to build, that that ultimate connection to the source, we've got a long way to go. There's a lot of problems that we're trying to solve still, um, just you know, in terms of scale, trying to bring That's what more I was farmers ask. What in. What does yeah. year three look like for you? Year three for us right now is we just expanded into Alberta um, in BC, and it's really just getting as many people as possible introduced to the brand because for us once again I keep saying it you know True Local is not just about the meat it's about that connection to the source it's about the connection to the suppliers our community has been so amazing the only reason that we are where we are today is because our customers and our team have created a community around this so we're just trying to get as many people as possible just to try the product we you look at subscription boxes and you look at all these different metrics for e-commerce and the biggest thing that I focus on period and I think anybody should is obviously your retention rates right and the for nice sure. thing with our product is that once people try it they stick with it um, I think a lot of people once again if they don't know about meat or they don't you know well is it worth the difference um, as soon as they try it they're converted it's hard to go back to the grocery store 100 um, I, I would agree I, I I never bought at the grocery store I'm telling I never did it I always went to 52 and I picked up a box of meat he would always have a box for me and he would have vacuum but it was the local farmer that did yeah if i had the opportunity to do online which we're now doing the online with the veggies and that i if i had that opportunity i would because uh, i, who I you find with the veggies efresh efresh yeah. okay gotcha you like it we I've, we just got it so the one of the entrepreneurs came in yesterday yeah. and he's the owner i didn't oh, know nice. he, yeah, there you he's go. doing something completely different and he just gave me a, uh, a code. He's like, just just try our, our veggies. I was like, all right, I'll try it. Yeah, so. we've always been saying for the longest time to people, you know, for us, it's as long. We're just trying to, to give people better options than the grocery for store, sure, right? Yeah. Because you don't really know what's going on. Um, there are some great grocery stores, but then there are the horror stories, right, that right. you got to catch. Yeah. And they're obviously trying to scrap a lot of that. No, but- you know the problems with the grocery store is that people will pick up the meat. Then they, they're walking through the supermarket. Then they decide, oh, I don't really want it. Instead of putting it back, they just leave it anywhere. And then 
how do I know that that was put back and I pick okay, it up? You've really no, that yeah. I'm serious. You've really I feel like you've that witnessed through. this no. before. Somehow. You've got like you have like nightmares <laughs> about this. Like this seems like a this no, is a really specific I mean, concern. No, yeah. it's real stuff, people. It's like it's going on. It's happening. See, at true local, you'll never have that issue. Nobody's gonna pick it up, drop it somewhere, then put it. In oh yeah, they yeah. do. It's nice. You know, it really is. And one of the things too, people talk about fresh versus frozen, and we try to educate a lot of people on it. You know, if people have a, a preference towards fresh, that's great. But a lot of the times, there's some facts that are left out about the whole fresh concept you know um when you're dealing with a frozen product if you look at a lot of really gourmet restaurants they're all cooking with a blast frozen product and the whole the whole concept behind that is that it's the time it's not necessarily how long it's been frozen for it's the time since being cut to when it gets frozen that makes the big difference right because that's what locks in the freshness so if you've got a product that you know um was cut and then it was frozen within you know 24 hours sealed up and then stored for let's say four months that's gonna be fresher any day of the week than a product that's been fresh for three or four days so that's a huge thing to talk about and once again it's one of those things where um think about it three years ago the concept of ordering meat in the mail made no sense like let's be clear about that right so for us we knew and that's where kind of dragon's den also came in because for us you know this stuff exists in the u.s but in canada there wasn't a lot of people trying to ship meat in the mail and keep it frozen and do all that so um dragon's den obviously getting a deal on dragon's den and being on dragon's den and having them support it add a lot of credibility to it so did you actually take the deal because you never we're working yeah we are oh yeah we didn't we're working with michelle um and yeah a good chunk of the deals don't end up falling uh i know you said this to me because Mm -hmm. i told you i was like oh you're on dragon's den that's odd yeah then i asked you if you took and you're like yeah we we took the deal yeah we did did tell i didn't know that some of them don't end up they just want publicity yeah a good chunk of them um don't end up panning out for multiple reasons either the dragons don't want to pursue it the entrepreneurs don't want to pursue it for us michelle was just a good fit you know it worked out really well we got to know her really well um uh you know like i literally would text like she's actually become a friend at this point so it's uh and once again just for me always trying to develop to having someone to look up to and be able to ask questions like that you know it's it's an awesome opportunity so my biggest thing once again trying to run the business now is just you know trying to um level up my skills as a business owner or sure. CEO or That's whatever you good. want to call it. And it's a whole different set of skills that you need today compared Amazing. to what you needed two, three years ago. Yeah. So, uh, social media, what does that look like now? For social media is amazing. And once again, like social media took off for us and you know, you talk about it. We actually don't, we, uh, we, we ran a program not too long ago, but we actually don't, uh, ask customers to be posting pictures. Like this I isn't something it's, that it's honestly, it's amazing. This, though. Yeah. This it's isn't exciting. something that we do. And it's, yeah. but it was you this amazing. Like if you go through his storyline, there's like over like, it's like ridiculous. We, I always say this. I always, always want to bring it up on podcasts because for anybody who might be a customer that hears this, we don't get to talk to our customers, um, you know, every single day, like the ones that message in, but they've honestly like pretty much become like our friends at this point because That's for amazing. them, they're just using a service. Yeah. But for us, like I hired, it was me and my friend. Then we hired some friends and family, then, then hired more friends and family, then hired their friends. So my whole company is literally a bunch of friends and That's we're amazing. young and we're kind of tr- doing the best that we can to get by. So for them, they're probably just using a service, but for us, it means everything, right? So I've always said that, you know, our customers, whether we've interacted with them or not, are all of our friends because the Amazing. way they support us on social media is is through the roof. Um, and we're also just proud that, you know, you look at w- what we're trying to stand for with the connecting you to the source, the I love local. It's clearly something that resonated with a certain a certain group of people so much oh, so that sure. they yeah. get a box and they want to take a picture of it, right? So we're super proud about that and, you know, you always want to thank, okay. thank our customers for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's <laughs> well, amazing. Honestly, Mark, I wanted to thank you. I know you're so busy. It's uh, it's a privilege to have you here. So I wanted to thank you for uh, joining us on our podcast today. So no, I appreciate you having me. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Like I said, you know, being interviewed by a vegetarian is always uh, <laughs> I'm in the hot honestly, seat right now. No, so I know, but I honestly. 
honestly, I, I honestly, uh, when I, when I first, from the first interaction I had with you, uh, that evening when we were talking, I did not know how young you were. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Black don't crack, talking right? to Mark, so. cause yeah. So talking to Mark, uh, when he sent you over and I was talking to you and then you talked really fast. I was like, wow, I thought I spoke fast. And then I'm like, when I told D, I passed you on to D. I said, D, wait till you hear him. Yeah. She thinks <laughs> I talk fast. I'm like, wait till you hear him. But he, just watching you evolve, like I was, I was watching everything. Like I went back to your Instagram because the struggles, like we just opened up in 2016. Yep. And I'm like, do entrepreneurs know like the, the real struggle, like you've seen behind doors, like it's frustrating. Like, it's I don't think you understand when you're switching companies and you have to go on your own and you have to establish these relationships, you need to turn around your customers waiting for answers, you know, and you're out there pounding the pavement it's frustrating. Right. So I'm like, does everybody just make it right? Is that what happens? But then, you know, when I watched, like I watched, it was the picture that triggered. I'm like, wait a second. So then I went all the way down and I saw you in a van delivered. I'm like, Oh, so this did start hard. Right. Oh, yeah, and then like, you see, so I, that's why what interests me in having you here, because for all our entrepreneurs out there, it's hard. It is. And we got lucky because in one thing we, we took off right away in the sense that, um, once again, that community built. So customers yeah. were never an issue for us, but that's a whole different set of problems, right? You yeah. know, in terms of how do we maintain supply? How do we find more suppliers? How do we get the products to them? How do we build our website? All these different things, right? So it's never easy. And there's no one I've ever talked to period that said that their first year was easy. Right. Um, yeah. I think you've got good indicators. Like as long as you've got growth, then things are okay. Um, that's the one thing you don't want to be in a situation where things are already hard, whether you're growing or not, things are going to be hard. Just running a business is hard. Yeah. But if you're not seeing that growth, that's where it gets really hard because that's the one thing that keeps you going. Like I said, like you get kicked oh, in the yeah. nuts every single day. The only thing that can keep it going is that you're like, well, you know, we're trending in the right direction. So that's, yeah. I, it's hard. And, and, and yeah, I don't think anybody who's been it for longer than a year can, will look back and try to be like, yeah, this was easy. This was no problem. <laughs> I, I breezed through this. Like everyone, I don't know, you just look like, and then you're like three years. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's yeah. amazing, man. <laughs> No, it's good. I, I do want to thank you for uh, for being here. It's it's a great perspective for our entrepreneurs, um, you know, for our clients that are entrepreneurs. And, you know, it's amazing having you here. So awesome. thank you. Well, thanks for having me. It was great. All right. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs>